accessing node A two E E E three four Q. Connected. Downloading. Transfer complete. Welcome back to the Dead Drop, your secure transfer of video game and developer news. I'm Matthew Bliss, your interpreter of the games industry, your prophet of playable material, your professor of time preservation. Humblest apologies, my friend. We are a little bit late this week, just by a day. But as you can imagine, life can sometimes get away from me a little bit. Things get a little bit busy, but even if I'm not 100% on time, I will always be back as soon as I can. Now, the stories I'll be talking about today have been some interesting developments that have happened since the end of last week and over the weekend. But just as a quick note, I'm trying my best not to include any more stories about the Microsoft acquisition of Activision Blizzard. I mean, it's barely news at this stage. It's slowly creeping its way around the planet. And of course, Sony is up in arms because they are desperate, desperate to hold on to that Call of Duty franchise on their consoles. So that is the bit of news. Sony is back at it again, trying to stop Microsoft from taking over the gaming world. If anything more of note happens there, I will definitely mention it. But now, on to the stories for today. This is your transfer from the 3rd of October, 2022, because that's when I planned the episode. And these are the news stories that you need to know. Despite being teased and tempted for a very long time, E3 has come out and said that they will definitely be returning with a big event in Los Angeles on June 13th, 2023. For several years, they have been cancelling their physical events due to COVID and they would say other extenuating circumstances, but we know that E3 has been in a bit of trouble for the last little while. That's why their new approach this time is going to be a little bit interesting and hopefully fix the problems that they've had. They are going to split the annual event into business days for the game developers, media and companies to get their thing done. And then the second portion of that will be gamer days inviting the public to come and test out games, see some panels, play some demos, the regular stuff that they purported E3 to be over the last few years. The business days will be the 13th to the 15th of June, while the gamer days are the 15th and 16th. So there is a day of overlap where both sections of the market will be able to interact to some degree. I'm also hearing from other sources that they are very interested in being open and inviting for anyone who would like to be part or branded as part of E3. This is likely because a lot of companies have been leaving the show floor, no longer paying for booths and running their own conferences and seminars during E3 time, but not as part of E3. Inviting them back in a free capacity to get that label on top of them is going to make sure that the E3 branding is as pervasive as it used to be. I don't particularly care for E3 as an Australian who lives in Australia, but on my big wish list would be to make sure that the ESA is doing the right thing and maybe has more protection for the information that media and partners provide and not dox them. Let's keep your important stakeholder information protected, please. In another massive turn of events, Google is shutting down the Stadia cloud game streaming service. This might come as no surprise if you remember the story that we talked about a little while ago where someone on Twitter leaked this information and kind of threw their hands in the air. But this time the information has come directly from Google itself saying that they will be winding down the Stadia services that people who purchased 
games and products through Stadia will be reimbursed. They won't have to return any of the hardware that they've received. The only thing that can't be refunded is the memberships that they had, the subscriptions as part of the premium Google Stadia service. They state that the reason for shutting down Stadia is that it didn't take off as well as they'd like. Users didn't take to it as quickly as they'd hoped. And so they'll be standing it down, but moving the technology into other areas of Google to ensure that the technology and their approach isn't lost. But Stadia as a gaming platform will be going away. The other frustrating part of this is that apparently they didn't send this information to people currently developing games for the Stadia platform. There are currently studios undertaking that work, even though they have been dialing it down since last year. And now they know if they've made an exclusive game that's meant to come out on Stadia even two days after this announcement, that they don't know where their money will be coming from because their platform is gone. A lot of developers have come out of the woodwork and said that this was completely by surprise and they don't know what the process will be like for them to be reimbursed for their time and development. How incredibly Google. The other googly thing about this is them standing up a service to try and make cloud streaming a thing for gaming. A bunch of companies are starting to create cloud streaming handhelds for gaming, as well as companies standing up their own streaming services. And then Google kind of just backed away. This is exactly what happened when they released their own fiber network in America to specific locations to add competition to the other ISPs who were providing a less than stellar service. They kind of stand up a product that's meant to be awesome, wait for everyone else to pick up on the trend, and then they just back away. Again, it's a very googly thing, and hopefully Stadia, in terms of all its cloud streaming and futuristic principles, will remain in the industry, but at the same time, will there be a bad taste in people's mouths for cloud streaming going on? Only time will tell. Those were some massive stories, so we're going to be quick with the rest. Tencent is reportedly refocusing on an aggressive campaign to acquire 100% of companies so that it can pursue more growth outside of China because there's a bunch of regulations that are starting to restrict their ability to expand there and moving overseas is going to be a great way for them to continue to improve their portfolio and continue to grow. They have minority stakes in companies like Epic Games, Activision Blizzard, Ubisoft, PUBG Studios, but they also own a few other companies outright. They're going to be making sure that they can own 100% of a company with any acquisitions they do in future. The handheld market is increasing with Logitech and their really recent device to come out soon. Valve have the Steam Deck and now Razer as the Razer Edge 5G that will be coming as a cloud streaming gaming device, taking advantage of Verison's 5G ultra wide band, obviously at least in America and is an Android device that is purported to, quote, give you access to games you love, whether they are downloaded to play locally, streamed from your console, or accessed directly from the cloud. This is a little bit more than some of the other devices can do. More details to come at RazorCon on October 15th. YouTuber Brad Lynch has talked about the MetaQuest 3, another iteration of the AR VR device made by Meta, has been posted and leaked in a video that he's added to his channel. You might remember a story about a device being boxed up and left in a hotel room. This is that device. So it's not actually the MetaQuest Pro, which is meant to be coming out very shortly. So if you were worried that VR was going to end, it seems that there's more devices in tow. So hopefully it will continue to be a big thing. Ed Sheeran has apparently been approached to create a Pokemon inspired song that will feature in the new Pokemon games to come out soon 
Scarlet and Violet. He's been a big part of the Pokemon community with a great affinity for the games and more recently released a music video for this song featuring classic Pokemon such as Pikachu, Charizard and Snorlax. The song is called Celestial, check it out on YouTube and if you're a Sheeran fan, get in there son. Scorn the Horrific Puzzler, inspired by H.R. Geiger, is set to come out a week earlier than expected. It was originally going to be October 21, but has been bumped up to October 14. This might come as a surprise after the turbulent development we talked about in our Network Intel episode about a month or so ago. And if you want to listen to that again to find out the troubling story about the development of Scorn, go back through the catalogue and have a listen. I was shocked to learn that a Shenmue anime exists, which was based on the game series, which had a bit of a revival a few years ago with Shenmue 3, but unfortunately it won't be renewed for a second season. It premiered on February 5 of this year, was a joint production between Adult Swim and Crunchyroll. The entirety of season 1 is starting to be removed from all of the sites that it was previously on, and the producer has come out and said that the second season will not be in development at all. If you're a big Shenmue fan and want to catch this anime before it disappears, Maybe jump onto Crunchyroll as soon as you can and give that a look. That was the gaming industry news that you need to know. If this is your first episode, welcome to the Dead Drop Network. Head to deaddroppod.com to check out the sources of the stories and more. If you enjoy this podcast, leave a rating and review on your favorite podcasting site, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you like. Even get in touch with me on Twitter at MattBlissPod and let me know what you think of the show. Join me every Monday and Thursday for the latest game news and make sure to tell your friends about the dead drop. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you here in a couple of days. Bye.